Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. I'm Greg DeVries, pastor at The Well Scottsboro, and I'm grateful that you've decided to listen to this podcast. I hope that this word uplifts you and encourages you wherever you are. Stay with me for a few moments after the sermon. I would like to pray with you. I trust you'll be blessed by the word of God. Have you ever heard of a package deal before? Yeah, the package deal is a group of things that must be accepted together. Did you hear that? Must be accepted together. You don't leave part of it out and, and only get part of it, pick and choose what you want, what you don't want. They must be accepted together. It's a product bundling sold for a unit price. It's a product bundling sold for a unit price. And, you know, we're pretty common and pretty knowledgeable that at Christmas time that a good deal is a good deal, right? And, and, and I don't know if you ever get in one of those situations and find out, my goodness, I can get all three of, these, three of these at one time and all my children can have something, right? Or whatever it may be. And you know, it's a good deal that comes in together. Well, you can kind of guess at the package deal here. Jesus came in swaddling cloths, right? He was wrapped up in swaddling cloth. And so I want to unwrap. It. I want to unpack it a little bit, the package deal that you and I get according to the Word of God. Every year, I try to take these three, four weeks in uh, the Christmas season and to really look for some things that maybe haven't yet been seen or haven't yet been thought, haven't yet been heard uh, in, in my setting and for our setting as a church. And so here we go. I want to talk to you about the package deal this morning. I want you to, I want to unpack some verses here that it's not just something you read through. How many of you know that there's things that you know, but you don't remember you know them until you read it again. Right? I mean, you don't think about it. You don't pull from it. You don't use it. You have all that knowledge stored up in there, but it's only brought back when you read it again. Oh yeah, I know this story. I know the story. And then you start thinking about scenarios. You start thinking about situations. You start thinking about uh, areas in life like, oh, that, that could be useful here. That could be useful there. That's what it's meant to be, is to be used, Right? Now, when you buy someone a gift, hopefully you think that way. How would they use it? Would they use it? Do they need it? Would they want it, right? You see, uh, when I need something, I want what I need. If I need a tool, I want that tool. Don't bring the wrong tool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you want to be able to use that situation. And you need, and I need, we need to learn how to use the Word of God. Yeah. And we need to see the potential in the Word of God. We need to see what is, what is given to us, what can be accepted in the Word of God. So in Matthew chapter 1, we're going to pick up in verse 18. In verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows, okay? This is the order. These are the things that happened, and it came about. Some things have to happen before other things happen. Here he's making a list of the birth of Jesus Christ. So when the birth came, there is, there is predecessor. There is pre things that preceded before. There's people who did things before to get it to that place. Right now, what's going on may only be the preparation, may only be the development. You may not yet see the answer, but I'm here to tell you it's coming. And there were people in the Bible who for years, hundreds of years through generations were waiting for the birth of Jesus Christ. And while it was all going on, not everybody really knew something was going on. But I'm here to tell you something is going on. I'm here to tell you that what you've been desiring, what you've been hoping for, what you've been believing for, it's on its way. And if anything, the return of Jesus Christ is coming soon. Amen. He's He's going to return, and we need to be expectant for that. Now, the birth of Jesus was as follows. These things uh, went before. After his mother Mary was betrothed 
to Joseph. Now, that's not a word that we use except for at this time of year, but betrothed simply would be uh, uh, spoken for, engaged. Uh, they've already committed into relationship, and, and they're moving in that direction, okay? So Joseph has already showed his interest in Mary, and Mary has already made her commitment to Joseph, and they're, they're betrothed with one another. Uh, but when they use the word betrothed, they said it's just as good as being married. So it's kind of a package deal. When you have a fiance, you already have a wife. When you have a wife, she's still your girlfriend. Are you with me? There's still that relationship, and the same goes for Mary in this situation. After his mother, Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Isn't it interesting how God waited until they got betrothed? There could be a couple reasons. We'll just go to two of them. One, maybe he's looking for committed people. People of covenant. People of commitment. People of devotion. Maybe he's looking at, maybe God knew that, that, that he was going to be the father, but he knew that he, there's going to have to be somebody he could use to father that boy yeah. on earth. Yeah. And he was looking for somebody of such nature, of such character as Joseph. Listen to me, boys. That's right, boys. Listen to me, boys. God is looking for a few good men. God is still looking for men of commitment, men of devotion, men of high character. Listen, and if you've already spoiled it and you already ruined it, I did too. I have too. But we can make a fresh commitment to God today and to help carry out and to bring to pass the things that God wants to do. Maybe it's just like God too. He thought, well, let's just wait till they're committed there, make it a little bit more intense. You know, make it a little bit more challenging. Have you ever noticed sometimes God just does things in a time you're like, this is not the most convenient time. This is not the best case scenario. Heaven knows what heaven is doing. Amen. You just have to trust him. It says before they came together, that means before they had their, uh, their sexual relationship there, before they had that intimate moment to where man could uh, release seed and a woman can conceive a man. It says before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. So it creates an atmosphere that now there's miraculous on the scene. Let me just say something about God. Anything God does is miraculous. Not just what we think is miraculous, because God himself is a miracle. He has no beginning and no end to us. He is a miracle, okay? So whatever answer he gives is miraculous. Whatever he does is good. And we just have to trust God for being who he is, not what he does. You see, even in our human relationships, sometimes we fail to realize who they are and we only have a tendency to connect with them for what they do or perhaps what they don't do. We have that image with God too. He does this, he does that, but when he doesn't do it our way, we start to question whether he's God. You know, he is, I think I quoted this over the students earlier, he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Yeah, but I didn't get my reward. No, he still is. He still is, okay? Maybe you're in the developmental stage of your life. Are you with me? Maybe it's still yet to come of what God is yet to do because even though he is, he still does. Are you with me? So she has found... With, Holy Spirit, with, with child of the Holy Spirit. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you have this young boy, you have this young girl. Now remember, they, they didn't attend the well. Uh, they, they, didn't, they, weren't, uh, they weren't at Azusa Street. I mean, none of this Holy Ghost, charismatic, Pentecostal, spirit-led, spirit-filled, uh, none that, that was nowhere. 
That was nowhere, okay? But he found these two that are living in a very dry season spiritually. And he saw their character and he said, I think I can use these two. And all of a sudden we have introduction of Holy Spirit. Introduction of Holy Spirit. So she's found with child of the Holy Spirit. We also now have some evidence. We have some evidence that we, we know that there's another involvement. We know that the Holy Spirit is somewhat, uh, not incriminated, but somewhat responsible for what's taking place here. To some people, it could have been incrimination. You know, who knows what Mary and Joseph were thinking? Who knows what they're going through? Found with child of the Holy Spirit. Notice here that the Holy Spirit gave her Jesus, but Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the root. I'm preaching, Gretchen. And the offspring, and the offspring of David. Jesus came and was before David. It's a miracle. And Jesus is of the seed and the lineage of David. He's the beginning and he's the end. You and I just have to live in the middle of all this stuff. Sometimes it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but if you can put your faith in him, then you can put your faith in him. And if you put your faith in him and you have your faith in him, you're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. He's going to get it done. He's going to do what heaven has designed. This, this earth, this life we're living here is not our plan. Oh, you've made plans. I make plans, but it's not our plan. We're really created for his glory, for his pleasure, and for his purpose. So Holy Spirit gave Jesus to her, and then Jesus gives Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, in Luke chapter 3, verse 16, uh, John answered to Jesus, saying to all, he said, I indeed, he said to everybody, he said, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier, somebody say mightier, his name is greater than, run, one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. I'm trying to get to the package deal. Okay? I'm trying to get you to the package deal. Jesus baptized with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit gave Jesus, and Jesus gives the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the gift that just keeps on giving, right? In Luke chapter 1, still looking at this, this phrase here, this statement here, that she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 1, picking up in verse 34, but preceding that, uh, the things that took place first, is that God, everybody say God. We're already talking about the Holy Spirit. We're already talking about Jesus. Now we're mentioning God. God is in this story too. God sent Gabriel. God sent Gabriel, a messenger. And God said, I, I want to get in on this thing. And because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And God so loved Mary that he sent Gabriel. Sometimes he personalizes things. You need to be looking for, I need to be looking for, we need to be looking for our personal encounter, not just our corporate belief. She's having this personal experience with Gabriel sent by God. And Gabriel says, the Lord is with you. And God, he, he didn't say God is with you. He was sent by God. He says, the Lord is with you. And remember, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning, and nothing Listen to me. Nothing was created without him. He created himself. My God. 
Jesus was a part of. He's now, the Lord is with you. He's a part of the creation of himself. Try to figure that one out. You can't. That's why he gave us faith. I have a, a grave concern. We're not using our faith. We're leaning way too hard on our intellect. Our, our carnality is enmity with God. We have got to somewhere go to the, bare, the very essence of this precious story, this Christmas story, and revive our faith to believe God and accept God. You know you've already accepted this story because you know if you don't, you won't get any presents. But the reality is, if you don't believe this story, you won't have Holy Ghost gifts either. You won't have spiritual impartations. You won't have an anointing. You won't have any of that stuff. This is very important for us to embrace and accept this story. So God is there. He sends Gabriel. There's an angel there. He says, the Lord is with you. And then he says, you have favor with God. You have favor with God. I can't imagine being the, the, the first link, the first link in God so loving the world that he gave. That's pretty favorable. It's pretty favorable. I'm a firm believer that he created you specifically for something. Uh, many things, but there's like this one thing that only you can do, and I believe it because only you can be you. And he's not a respecter of persons. He does not respect Mary any more than he does you. You say, well, you just said he chose her. No, I just told you why he chose her. And I'm saying if we line up the way he wants us to line up and live the way he wants us to live and love the way he wants us to love and to share the way he wants us, whatever it may be, he can use you to do what it is that he's created you to do. It ain't over yet. Look at your neighbors. It's not over yet. We're in the middle of the process. I remember when 2020 hit in the very beginning of it, we're going to get to the other side. There might be a storm in the sea right now, but we're going to get to the other side. Amen. And picking up in Luke chapter one, verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, now, now they already thought she was crazy, but some people think people would be crazy if they spoke to angels. It said, Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Great question. How can this be since I do not know a man? Now she, she's not really questioning. She's asking a question. Now, let me say this to you. It's, it's, it's wrong to question God but it's never wrong to ask God a question. It's different when you just take it upon yourself to question him and to put your mindset and your, your philosophy on God. But when you ask God a question, he will answer you. Call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things, listen, that you do not know. So that calling is positioning with a question. Listen to me. There's a bunch of you in this room that need to call upon God. Because you have a lot of unanswered questions. You have a lot of unsettled uh, desires in your heart and, and thoughts in your mind there. Call upon God. He's the God who sees. He's the God who hears. He's the God who cares. He will answer you and show you what you don't know. So often we find ourselves trying to convince him to show us that what we know is right. 
We study scriptures to try to get in. We package our own little package deal and we leave some things out because we just want him to be who we already think he is. And if he can't be that, then he's not. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know man. Notice what she falls upon. Mm. She falls upon her purity. She falls upon her virginity. The very thing God is going to use. The very thing he needed in her was that virginity. And when you're living that holy life and you're living that pure life and you're reading that word and you're praying those prayers and you're worshiping and you're engaged and you're loving and you're forgiving and you're obedient, you're living in repentance. You can stand on that. You can lean into that and say, God, here I am and have confidence in God. And the angel answered her and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Lord is with you. God is with you. Holy Spirit is getting ready to come on. He's saying, he's saying sissy, you're about to get the package deal. Girl, you're getting ready to get a load that, that, that the donkey won't be able to carry. They're going to have to get a new donkey. They're going to have to get a new donkey to carry him in. You're getting a boatload. You're getting a mother load. You're getting it. He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. And therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. He's saying, sister, you're getting the Holy Ghost, you're getting the Father, and you're getting the Son all in one package deal. And they must be accepted together. They must be accepted as one. And it's a bundle price. It's free. I said it's free. Oh, I know what it costs him. I'm telling you what it costs you. I'm telling you what it costs to her. Well, she had to live pure. No, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. She had to live holy. She had to live pure. It cost her something. No, 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 no. If you don't want to, that's the problem. If you don't want to be pure, that's the problem. If you don't want to be separated, if you don't want to be unworldly and want to be godly, that's the problem. That's, that's the answer to all of the problems that you have. That's all the issue going on. That's the access way. That's the doorway into those things. It was no price for her to be holy. It was a decision. There's no price for her to be a virgin. That was a decision. That, that, was, a, that was a mindset. It was a desire. Listen, you can make that decision today. Today. So she said, how can this be? And, and pretty much in essence, Gabriel was saying to her, well, I'll tell you how. It's not as much about the how as it is the who. Is the who. Maybe taking you a little while to figure that one out, but all three of the same letters that spells how spells who if you turn them around the right way. The reality is you have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to have Jesus and you have to have the Father. But how does this come? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. You and I ought to be desirous for the Holy Spirit to come upon us. Not to want to escape that part of the service. 
not to want to escape that part. Listen, there are some church theologies that push him out. Have him boxed up over here. Thank goodness he got to marry before church got to her. Probably why he went to somebody young. Didn't have it all configured inside their mind how this should be. And maybe God needs to unravel a few things in our mind. We need Holy Spirit. We need the power of God. We need to know that we're sons and daughters of God. We need the lordship of Jesus Christ. We need the package deal. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, so he's carrying on. It, it, Gabriel's giving her a little bit more information. He says, now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. So he, he's starting to say, look, honey, we, we, can, we, we can do it in you that's new because we've already done it in who was old and was said couldn't and was past age. Well, what he's starting to say is I'm the beginning and I'm the end. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. I think we sang a, man, I wish I was a singer. We sang a song, something about uh, I'll praise you anywhere. Man, I could throw into that right now if I could sing. I could just get with it. I'm going to spare you. You're not getting the package deal this morning. <laughs> Look at the span. Why? Because he's going somewhere. Listen to this. Oh, you think Elizabeth woke up that morning saying, where's my baby? Mary wasn't walking around saying, you know, I want one now. She's probably thinking about one somewhere. It's not always on our timing. The package doesn't always look like what we want. And I'm not talking about a grab bag. I'm not talking about you just reach in your grab bag, rip it open, you're like, ah, oh, stink. I just wasted $5. Right? It's not a guess. It's him. It's him. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has already conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Notice there's probably a few little details in there. She probably knew that Elizabeth was old. She probably had heard conversations around the coffee table or the, or the, the kitchen table that uh, Liz never had a baby. She's barren. She's old. Past age. Probably never going to happen, sweetie. What do you mean never going to happen? She's like, oh, Mary, we need to have a talk. And she starts to share. So she has information being given to her. Heaven can get specific, my friends, that is building her faith. Now, you need to understand something. She needed faith to conceive the promise. There's many people who have had promises presented to them, opportunities warranted to them, but they could not receive it because their faith was not prepared. They weren't ready for that season of their life. So they put it off and they put it off and they put it off. There's people probably seated in this room right now that had a moment when they were 20, when they were 15, when they were 30, somewhere in their life. And, and, they, and they remember that moment like, I know it was God, but it turned out being terrible. Faith wasn't ready. Hadn't yeah. had the message to prepare them. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, that was Gabriel. God sent Gabriel. Gabriel. 
Angels were messengers of God because man could not see God and live. So he sent angels to do that, to bring his message to them. So she's been hearing this, and all of a sudden he's giving her some, some evidence saying, okay, uh, who, was is, who was is no longer is, and, and she's, who was barren, she's not barren anymore. She's conceived a child, and she's like, but you must know my cousin Elizabeth. Now I'm trusting that you know me. I said, how can this be? In verse 37, the angel says a very, uh, a very specific statement here. He says, for with God... Somebody say, with God. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said what you say every Sunday morning if you go to church here. Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. You know, the interesting thing here is, Mary, she's an interesting individual here. The disciples... Walk with Jesus for three and a half years, Pastor Matt. Three and a half years. Signs, wonders, miracles. They're part of it. Part of it. Walk up, one walks on water. Yeah. I mean, they, these guys are doing this stuff. And when Jesus leaves, he's like, I got to stay here for 40 more days because I don't think they got it yet. Mary goes, let it be unto me according to the word. He was like, I'm done. Yeah. Gabe's gone. Yeah. He's off the scene. He, it's, it scene's over. He's like, okay, this girl means business. Yeah. Because she said, I'm a maidservant. I'll do whatever you say. I'll do it however you say. I'm totally committed in my spirit and in my body and in my soul. I am yours. I, you, can, you can consider it as good as, that's right, as good as done. Now, you have to stop somewhere in your own life. I have to look at my own life. As my response to God, does God go, oh, okay. Don't have to worry about this anymore. Are you reliable, dependable, trustworthy? Does God know, being he said it to you, it's going to get done? She's maybe 13 to 16 years old. Gabe's gone. He said, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Notice it did not say for God, nothing will be impossible. Although that's a truth, it's not his message. Yeah. You got to get this. Yeah. For God means God can do it with me or without me. God can do anything. But God's not going to do everything. No. Gabriel's message was as important but needed to be coupled with Mary's response. And Mary didn't say, okay, let me have it. Fill me up. No, she said, I'm your maid servant. Let it be done according to your word. Her response is as important as Gabriel's message. Your response will determine your results. Is this bottom line? Is this the way it is? Is this the way it is? She said, it's done. For God is not the same as with God. What this message is saying, sweetie, if you do it with God, it's possible. Whatever you do with God is possible. Now, I need to, to clarify something. For with God, nothing is impossible. If nothing is impossible for God, with God, then nothing is 
Nothing is, anything is possible. But watch this. Just because he can do anything does not mean he will do everything we want him to do. He's still God. He is not merely a God who does. He is the God who is. Amen? I know that takes all the, all the hype and all the fun and all the excitement out of it. But no, you need to understand. There's still a journey to walk. There's still a life to walk out. There's still a plan to go. And, and, and this is so huge. So huge. It's her first baby. His first go. His first child. His first time around. Said that Jesus was her firstborn. There's so many more children to come after this. See, but they weren't Jesus, but they were as important to God as Jesus was. As important to God as Jesus was. And so are you. So are we. So if we're as important to God as God is important to us as he was to Mary. It's just something to think about. Is he as important to us as, as, as he was to Mary and as he was to Joseph? Back to Matthew chapter 1, verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example. Remember, they're betrothed. They're engaged. As good as married. He hasn't been with her. And she's found with child of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Wanting to make her a public example. This happens quite often. Uh, is that in, in a family, somebody is in their moment of a revelation or an experience or an encounter with God and, and God touches them. God reveals himself to them. God calls them to do something. And they go home and the spouse goes, I don't agree with that. Or their neighbor does. Or somebody else. What we need in this scenario for things to really happen is we need some just men. We don't, need, we don't just need men. We need some just men. We need some maidservant women. He's, he's using people. God has always used people. If he used people to bring Jesus in the world, he's going to use people to bring Jesus back. Amen? Listen to this. Then Joseph, her husband, I thought they were just engaged, as good as married. As good as married. And when someone comes to me, and I've, I've had this a few times, a few times. Uh, Pastor Greg, can I talk to you sometime? I'm like, hmm, I wonder which daughter it is. <laughs> which one is it, right? You know, and you're kind of like, ah. I'm so, I'm so sorry, what'd you say? What'd you say? And, I mean, and they're going back through, you know, that stage where, you know, you kind of lose your voice and stuff, and it cracks and everything, you know, it's like. Nah, you're not ready. When someone does tell me that they're interested in someone, my first question or, or thought plan is, are you thinking about for life? Because if you're not, it's not time. It's not time. 
back off. And trust me, there's more than not. I feel like God said, I'm going to marry so-and-so. And like, hmm. And as he talked to her. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. <laughs> he talked to Mary in this one before he talked to Joseph about it. God still talks to women. Whether you like it or not, God still talks to women. God is not a respecter of persons. When it comes to him and the spirit, it's neither male nor female. As a husband and wife, we have responsibilities. We operate a certain way. There's scriptures that teaches that. But God loves a woman just as much as he loves a man. Amen. So Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away. He was a just man, not just a man. And all of us can be more than just a man or just a woman, too. This is what a just man is. One who has been set right, justified in his relationship with God. Joseph had a relationship with God. Verse 20. But while Joseph, while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. I mean, Mary could like, look, Joe, Gabe came to me. Yours is just an angel. Just an angel. This angel appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David. He's letting him know, I'm reminding you what lineage you're in, son. I'm bringing some, some, some prophetic statements into this. I'm putting some fulfillment in your life, Joseph. I know you're a little confused. I know you think maybe you're not in the picture. You're a little bit out of this thing. But, Joe, you're as important because Jesus had to come from the lineage of David. Joe, I need you. Joe, I've called you. Joseph, do not be afraid to take to you, marry your wife. Don't be afraid to stay with that spirit-filled woman. Don't be afraid about what others may think. You're going to have to walk this thing out, Joseph. It's not going to make sense to you. It's not going to make sense to anybody, but I'm going to make myself known to you because you're going to get the package deal as much as she gets the package deal, and you're going to be a part of the deal, and you're going to help with the deal, and you're going to write on the package the name that comes with it. He says, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son. You can't have a son unless there's a father involved. And you shall call his name Jesus. And he will save his people from their sins. Let's just touch this a little bit and I'll wrap this up. Watch this. So he went to bed with it on his mind. He ended up in bed with God in his mind. You didn't hear that. He went to bed thinking about these things. They said he was thinking about these things. And then in the middle of the night, he had a dream about these things. You see, let this mind be in you, and whoever keeps his mind stayed upon him. I don't know what you're thinking about before you go into bed. I don't know what you're thinking about, you know, when you wake up in the morning. I don't know what your musings are in your bed, but Joseph obviously didn't have a sleep master. Probably didn't have his own adjustable bastard. You know, just getting that thing. This is my temperature, my. No, he didn't have. And we need that to sleep. Sometimes we don't need to be as comfortable in the world as we are because we might miss 
what the God has for us. And so he wakes up, he's, he's got God in his mind. He had a deep thought to do what was right. How can I not shame her, embarrass her? How can I do this secretly? Man, I'm telling you what, there's some people, maybe in this room, probably not in this room, but as soon as something didn't go your way, maybe we can become a little more just. Wouldn't that be something? When I just, I just wanted them to know. No, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. Is that how God wants us to handle it? Oh, listen. Listen, I, I know. And then, then we, well, it, was, it was a prayer chain. Did you pray? Well, no, 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 no. No, no, no. And then it's like, well, you know, I, I was just bleeding on them. I was so hurt. So, there's one who already bled for you. There's one who's already bled for you. It's all about perspective. I know it's getting. I know it's getting a little. People are like. You're going to be celebrating Christmas. Don't forget Joey and Mary. No, don't forget Joseph and Mary. Because the reality is, yes, we get gifts, but the end of it all, what kind of gift are we to him? It, when, 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 when God comes back through Jesus Christ, or even when you come to prayer, is he getting the package deal that you are? Is your spirit right? Are your emotions right? Is, is the life you're living right? The, the physical life you're living, is it right? I hope this helps you. Verse 22. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Do you realize your life may be attached to those days that the prophets prophesied, or those days that your mom and dad prayed for, or those days that grandma prophesied over? Do you realize that your life may be aligned? It ought to be aligned to something that preceded this to be able to carry out what God was in your life. Your life is meant for fulfillment. Behold, the virgin shall be with child. And bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, here you go, God with us. God with us. Oh, you remember that, that part in the sermon earlier? Nothing is impossible with God. What God is literally saying to you, when I give you Jesus, when I release him, and, and yes, she had Jesus, but Emmanuel is his spiritual name. It means God is with us. And if G listen, this is why you can sing, uh, uh, don't get shy. You got a lion inside of your lungs, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus lives inside of you, and you can praise through anything. And you can stomp over all things that would try to hold you back. You don't have to live depressed. You don't have to live deceived. You don't have to live disappointed. You don't have to live that way. Because with God, all things are possible. God with us. So with God, there's a package deal. Holy Spirit, 
Jesus, the son of God, God with us. You know, I don't know about you, but there's a few more in the package deals here. But have you ever, ever received a gift? Well, maybe you're this person. You can raise your hand just a second. You get together for a family occasion. They're unwrapping gifts. And you're this person. That's a good bow. You get the bow, you know, and you, and you, and you're like, oh, don't rip that bag. You know, that's, a, you know, and, and you're taking, where you at? Come on, raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know whose this stuff is. Anyway, this is yours and yours. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You're just going to get more out of the deal. Because you want it. You, you want what you see. You're like, well, but, 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 no, no, don't use scissors. I'll get that. And you unwrap people's gifts for them so you don't damage the boat. <laughs> Sliding that thing, right? And then there's at least two in here. The tape, you're being real careful with the tape and so it doesn't rip the paper. So you can use the paper again. Can I get one witness? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Things are less expensive because of you. So you got the package deal. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the Lord Jesus. You have Father God, Gabriel, and that other angel. All of a sudden, wise men show up. All of a sudden, you got some frankincense, myrrh, and gold. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a package deal, friends. This gift doesn't stop. And then all of a sudden, now, now you're, you're praying in the Spirit, and now you have gifts of the Spirit. Now you're functioning and operating. You have a ministry. Things are going on in your life. You see, it's all a package deal. It's all a package deal. Bubble wrap, gift bags, reusable bows, angels, dreams, husband, a wife, a child, forgiveness of sins, <laughs> a 400 year, a 400 year curse broken. It's a package deal. There's no deal better than this. This is what Christmas is about. Next time you see, oh man, that's overconsumption. Don't worry about it. That's gifts. It's prophetic sign. God saying, you think that's something? Don't worry about that. Look what I have for you. It's just an image. He's the light of the world. Hung on a green timber. He's the candy cane story. He's it all. Quit arguing with what God wants you to come in agreement with. The package deal. As you stand to your feet, please. This is probably my prophetic message here to you. Then, how could there be more after all that? Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep. I want you to go home and think so deeply about this. Of what's possible with God, what God has for you, plans God has over your life. Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, awakened, if you would, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took him to be his wife. Listen, if Joseph wouldn't have been obedient here, we don't know if he would have ever gotten Jesus out of Egypt or gotten him there to keep him safe. It's all a process, friends. We're living in the in-between. Sometimes I like to use the word meantime. 
Because some of you are like, yeah, I'm in between. I'm not, I, I have a vision for this, and I'm trying to come out of that. And, but some people, it's just a mean time. In the meantime, time's hard on you right now. Times are difficult on you right now. You don't have to stay where you are. You get the package deal. He can overshadow you. He can be powerful to you reveal himself to you. He can visit you in the night season. He can give you a dream and give you a hope and give you he can arouse you. He can stir you. He can quicken you. He can bring you out of that day out of that dead grave called sin. For the wages of sin is death. We're not just talking about that death, we're talking about this death. Then Joseph being aroused from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Here's the beautiful thing. He told Mary and he told Joseph without well even knowing that they told each other. He wants to speak to the two of you. He wants to adhesive you together with one another, connect you with one. I can't imagine what Mary felt when Joseph said, we're going to call him Jesus. That's what he told me. We're going to call him Jesus. So perhaps you need an awakening, an arousing, a stirring, a quickening. Perhaps you're at the stage of obedience. You need to do what you've been commanded to do. Perhaps you need to be mindful. Listen to me. To not interrupt the Holy Spirit. It said he took her as his wife, but he didn't go in with her until after they had the baby. Don't interrupt what Holy Ghost is doing. Don't interrupt what the Holy Spirit is doing. Don't get in the way. Don't take something that's spiritual and make it, make it fleshly. Be patient. Maybe you need to name your season. Maybe you need to name your vision. Maybe you need to name what God's given you to be responsible over. I hate my job. I can't stand my wife. I don't like my church. Stop cursing it and start blessing it. Get out of the way of the Holy Spirit. Show some self-control. Be obedient in anything and anything that he calls you to do because with God, as crazy as it may seem to be, with God, all things are possible. I hope that this morning it stirred your heart. I hope this morning the Spirit of God is, is awakening you and giving you faith and hope and courage for the days ahead of you. He's not always going to do it the way we think he should do it. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to do something. That in no way means that he can't do it. Matter of fact, I'm a firm believer that the answer is what the answer is. That if I ask God and he didn't, that's his answer. I have to trust him in that and obey him in that. With every head bowed for just a moment. Do you know Jesus, your Savior? Do you know Jesus as your Lord? That's your two questions.
Do you know him as Savior? If you know him, if you do know him as Savior, just raise your hand where you are. Just raise your hand. Okay, you can put your hands down. If you weren't able to raise your hand in that moment, this would be the moment everything could turn. Jesus can save you and rescue you out of what you're in. He can give you a hope and a future, and he can give you eternity. Do you know Jesus as your Lord? Not just your Savior, but as your Lord. You, 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 you are, you're, you're obedient. You're, you're submitted. You're committed. You, uh, you're walking with him. You're, you're just. You're just. Your relationship with God is right. If that's you and you say, he's my Lord. Now listen, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand a second. But I might even ask you, if, I, if you raise your hand, to call you out to come up and testify of his lordship. That'll make it a little bit more real, won't it? Do you know Jesus as your Lord? If that's you, just raise your hand where you are, as the Lord of your life. Now here's where we want to get to. Do you need to recommit your life? Reconnect your life, resubmit your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Do you need to open your life to the Savior, Jesus Christ? If you're either one of those, either one of those, I'm going to ask you to step out and come forward and stand in this altar before we pray. I invite you now to the altar.
ask you one last thing. It's a package deal. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you need a father relationship with God? Do you need the Holy Spirit in your life? If that's you, I invite you to come forward. separating yourself from everything else. Listen, in receiving, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. I'm going to ask you if you're in the altars just to lift your hands. I commend you. I'm proud of you. I'm thankful for you. Making a response. It's a long walk, no matter what row you came from come down to an altar. But I declare over you the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the work of the cross, the blood of Jesus, the obedience of Jesus, the authority of Jesus, and the love of God, I declare over your life. And I declare over you today as you realign and recommit yourself to his lordship, as you position yourself to receive that Abba, Father relationship, that Lordship of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. May he overshadow you this morning. May he touch you with his wonders and his goodness. And may he say to you today, may he say to you, with me, with me, everything's possible. With you, with me, all things are possible. With me, may I declare Emmanuel, Emmanuel over your life this morning. God with you, not just for you, but God with you. May heaven make him real to you. May heaven be open over you. May heaven give you counsel and give you wisdom. May your faith be restored and revived. And may each one of us be aroused and awakened by the Spirit of the living God. 
and called into purpose and plan. And I ask this over your life in Jesus' name. I trust that you are encouraged and inspired by the word of God today. Once again, I want to say thank you for joining us on this podcast. It's very important that after you receive the Word of God to make sure it gets sealed in your heart. I'd like to do that with you. I'd like to pray with you that we can tuck it away in our hearts and that we let the Word of God have free course, move swiftly in us, and it would glorify God. You know, the Word of God is a seed. You can expect results out of it. You can expect fruit out of it. You can expect something to be produced. Again, I'm so thankful that you joined us. Now allow me just a moment to pray with you. Father God, we come to you in the wonderful name of Jesus, the Word of God himself. And I thank you for the Word that has been heard. I thank you for the Word that has been received. And Lord, now I ask that it gets covered up and it gets protected and locked and lodged in our hearts, Lord. And Father, I pray that you would water it. I pray that you would nurture it, that you would bring the light and revelation that it needs. And I pray that it produce good fruit in each and every heart that has received it today. I ask this in Jesus' name. I do this at the end of every service at the church. I want to do it with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And may the Lord find great delight in you. And may you find great joy in him. May the Lord provide for you. May the Lord protect you. And may the Lord give you peace, peace. God bless you. Thanks for joining us.